Lonely women wanting to celebrate New Year's Eve become easy prey for maniacal murdering misogynists whose New Year's resolution is to kill every woman at the stroke of midnight. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Copulators Die First. I'm your host, and along with me is my ever-faithful co-host. Hello, from the other side. From the other side. Of the table. Of the table, not necessarily the internet. No. Or anything of the sort. I should probably move a little bit. Just the <gasps> No! You're okay! There we Jesus. go. Jesus. Oh, that's nice. Here we go. Hi. Hi. How are everybody? I mean, I'm good, but... But... Doggy over here, it's not used to me moving yet. Yeah. That was sudden and abrupt, and he didn't care for it. Yeah. We're in the same room... God damn it. But you did him a pet. Um, the year is 1980. Mm-hmm. It is New Year's Eve. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to point out briefly that you had said uh, the misogynist's plan is to kill every woman at the stroke of midnight, but his resolution is to kill women at every stroke of midnight. Because if he tried to kill every woman, that would be a lot. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't succeed. But also, um, it's not necessarily your fault because the Google synopsis is very poorly worded. Yeah, um, I blame Google for that. But but I do just want to point out that this movie is not so horrendous that he's trying to kill every woman on the planet. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure this Bruce Jenner oh, no. look-alike murderer. Yes, I mean, dead name, uh, um, but... He looks so much like Bruce. Also, it was 1980, so it was very relevant for the time. Yeah. That this character was modeled after dead name Bruce Jenner. Um, even down to the uh, track suit. Yeah, he's like literally wearing an Olympics USA color track suit. He has the same fucking haircut. He's the same face. Um, so those, yeah, he does have the same face. <laughs> Um, do you think they were, like, holding up a picture of, like, Bruce Jenner dead name and was like, this is what we want? I don't know, but, like... We can't afford this. Yeah. But this is what we want. And that's how they stumbled upon Kip Niven. <laughs> I am sure it's a happy accident, but, um... Oh, my God. I don't have any food for you, Bruiser. He is just a needy SOB. You need to calm down, we're recording right now. He doesn't care. He want. He doesn't. This isn't his everyday life. He doesn't know anything. It's true. Do you want to be on a podcast, Bruiser? He already was. He was like, I'm going to do a bork. Oh, that's true. See, you're a seasoned pro now. Seasoned pro. Why don't you come up on the couch and just chillax? GoPro. I'm he not, doesn't want to. not feeding you french fries, broham. I'm not doing it. I literally have nothing for you is the issue. So you could just keep... <laughs> You could just keep walking around the table in circles, but that's not going to change anything. Um, I don't, yeah, maybe it will. I don't know. Keep trying, bud. Mm. Keep dreaming. Well, you know, anyway, this is our, our last episode of the... Of the year. Of the year, 2019. Episode, official episode 51. Hey. Hey, hey. We are over the hill, as they say. I'm um, speaking of over the hill. I'm officially over the hill. The gay hill, as yeah. of today. Today yeah. is my birthday. Well, you're recording this on your birthday. I am 30. And you are 30, which is the old gay 50. But yeah. I don't think that's the no. truth anymore. No, but we're from a different time. We so. are from a different time. <laughs> we, what were we watching last night that we were like, oh my god, 
gay children nowadays are <laughs> <TikToks>. also yeah <laughs> they're, like, they're really from a different time they're like i'm living my life and it's cool i mean we're like that's true but also they need to respect the elders not necessarily just the gay ones but just like in the world because if they go out guns a blazing which is like you can do now and that's fantastic <laughs> They're still going to get some uh, I'm really some resentful. <laughs> I'm really resentful that these gay teens have it so easy. Yeah, they have a pretty They're easy. not getting picked on on the internet, I don't mm-hmm. think. I mean, they, At least not on their TikToks. They probably are. But it's not because of who they are. It's because of what they do. <laughs> it's not who they are. It's because their content is questionable. Like walking into a bathroom aggressively and screaming in the mirror while your mom's on the toilet and then having to like retract your statement and then being like, oops, I'm still going to put it online. I did that shit for free without someone filming me as a teenager. So Yeah, yeah when I lip-synced, I did it for myself, not for the internet. You but know what I mean? I did it for my own life, not the life of the internet. I was just making myself feel better. So, kids these days, like, get <sighs> offline, go to a field, <laughs> listen to the Sound of Music soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> Lay down in a field of wheat. Yeah. And wonder about your pending significant other. Yeah, just, like, figure out your life and not your online life. Because mm, one's more important. Especially if you want a job someday. Yeah, I don't think we're going to be able to submit TikToks on a resume. No, so the, the, this is some life advice from your gay grandpas. Thank you for uncles. coming. To our, I don't know. Thanks for coming to our gay TED Talk. This was a get off. Get off of gay TikTok and get, get a real of, job. Yeah. <laughs> what would be the equivalent of a TED Talk for gays? It would be like a Chad talk. Uh, yeah, not not like not a Ged talk. That's too stupid. Yeah, that's like a GED. That's like a good enough. Oh, that's education. true. <laughs> good enough diploma talk. And then like and then like gay talk is like too straightforward. I need to figure something like like a it's like a Brenda talk. <laughs> yeah. Or like a Shirley talk. Yeah, like something yeah. Oh, a Judy talk. It's a Ju that's what it is. Here we are. It's a Judy talk. It's a Judy talk. Thanks for coming to our Judy talk. There we are. Um, there'll probably be more. Not necessarily in this episode, but just in the future. I mean there's always a Judy talk happening. Judy. Judy Judy. Judy. Um, I want to see that movie still. We had, Same. Yeah, we had a conversation about this yesterday. I want to see if we can find it. Maybe we can watch it. Yeah, I would be down later. with that. Um, um, but anyway, so... Did happy... we... <laughs> no, no, no. Continue. No, I was going to address the um, <laughs> creepy son in this film. Oh, yeah. Because we're talking about a Judy talk. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's friends with Judy. Um, Derek Sullivan is a friend of Judy. Mm. Probably. Um, he has, he, he has, like, really pretty, like, dick-sucking lips, so it's um, probably... He know. has very questionable sense of attire. Their writing's on the wall. There's you know? a lot of... He's, like, he's, like, late pubescent. He doesn't look good. I'm not really sure what his age was. I'm thinking he was in his early 20s. But I he's mean... had a lot of mom issues. <laughs> his mom is Pinky Tuscadero from The Happy yeah, Days. Yeah, So, um, Roz Kelly... And and her name in this movie is Blaze. She's a host of a what did they describe the music as? Punk disco new age. Yeah. Oh yeah. It Most was likely. Whole, it was a whole thing. It's a very interesting aesthetic that I didn't hate. Um, it reminded me of like Night of the Living Dead, but without the zombies. 
But the gay teens were the zombies. I was gonna say, but the people in that mosh pit for the show, like, they were deliberately acting like zombies. Like, there was no way around that. So maybe that was supposed to be some type of message to the viewer. Um, but yeah, so New Year's Evil. Um, definitely one of those movies that we were like, we're gonna watch it because it's topical. Um, topical like an ointment. Yeah, but then it was more than we thought it was going to be originally, which is always a fun surprise. Um, except, except when you're talking about that rash that you get the topical cream for. Yeah. Yeah. That's this film, that rash. Mm. Um, it's faux free on Amazon. Not Amazon. I digress. YouTube. Yeah. You would probably have to rent it for $3.99. It is. That is accurate. And I said, I refuse to pay for that. I'm going to see this on YouTube. So somebody very kindly taped it off of Turner Classic Movies channel. Oh, thank you. And hopefully. I think his name is Tristan, TBH. mm, Well, hopefully our broad reach won't. Uh, peak YouTube's interest and they'll take it down, you know? Yeah. With all of our fans. Fansies. Um, can, can we quickly talk about, um, I think her name was Sally. She's your favorite character. Oh my god, Sally. I love Sally. Sally's in my fuck, marry, kill bracket. Um, so Sally is supposed to be, like, the, the blonde bimbo that the killer uh, picks up at the bar, but then she ends up uh, being very responsible with her safety, and she brings her roommate, who is clearly miserable and doesn't want to be there. Um, and she's like really into uh, meditation. It was a whole thing, and I loved every second of it. Um, apparently, this actress was also in. Um, one flew over the cuckoo's nest with Jack Nicholson and uh, based on her performance in this movie, which is less known than her performance in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, um, I understand why she was chosen for that film and I'm glad that she celebrated for that part. But this was also a very good work on her part. Oh, absolutely. As short-lived as it was. She was um, fantastic. She was also in uh, Chi Chin Chong, Open Smoke. Oh, good. Well, she illustrious career uh, yeah and she also just she she she, she brought a, a breath of fresh air uh, a ray of light to this movie um where i wasn't expecting one to to happen and i love sally sally is definitely my I, favorite yeah i love sally she's in my fuck mary kill bracket mm. she just passed away last january no so we're coming up on one year she was 82 years old okay she lived a very long illustrious career um hilarious probably a character actor kind of got her heels and this and that seems seems like it and and she talks like yeah that's the other thing she talks like the 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 blondes but then she has all of these ideas in her head which like how dare she how dare she not fit the the outside that she's presenting like you know there's more to a book than its cover so this guy, Bruce Jenner, dead name. <laughs> Bruce Jenner, dead name. Um, his name is Richard. His I name think is so. Richard in the film. Richard Dick Sullivan. And um, basically, the whole movie is based around Pinky Tuscadero's New Year's Eve special for her show called Hollywood Hotline, which counts down the most popular new wave disco punk. Yeah, which I guess was. Poppin' in the 80s. Yeah, literally 1980. 1980. I mean, there's there's also a disco club involved. That's where Richard picks up Sally, my favorite woman. So, 
Um, and he's know. got a, like a bump and shitty porn staff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was real. Like he planned this night out to. The I team. want to know. I mean, how he had enough time to kill as many women as he did. And like with the with the timing that he had, like I right. don't know if it's really one possible. hour between each one. Like he really, like he picked up these women. He got them to trust him really quick. I mean, clearly he's probably a sociopath or a psychopath. Um, has pers- like borderline personality disorder and or a combination. So that's probably why he was able to get people to like him so quickly. But like, man, like he really, he was like, he was also pushy, but like in a way that I guess is charming to hetero women. Which like, um, what's the, what's the term? Like, um, pushy yet like inviting. Like he's, like he's confident. And for 1980, it's like, oh, well, if you know what you want and you want me, then Okay, sailor. You got it, Buster. Um, but you know, just what's your what's your fixation on having this radio at all times? And um, why do you keep recording weird stuff? He definitely. I I still think we discussed this while we were watching it. I'm pretty sure he was making the phone calls to the television show like through a kazoo. Yeah, it was definitely like a kazoo or like a wooden reed of sort. Yeah, it was weird. I mean, it was like the butt of a clarinet. Yeah, I don't know. So, um, I think in total, uh, two men die in this movie, I think, because Richard dies at the end. Spoiler alert. Um, and then he also stabs that biker guy at the oh, drive-in yeah, movie. yeah, he do. We don't necessarily know if he dies. Oh, wait, three. Because at the end, the son picks up his father's masks and then kills the ambulance driver. And then it's like, uh-oh, mom's in danger. Um, so three guys and then one, two, three, four, five. It's really large headless. It's four or five girls. And then, and then, um, uh, uh, Pinky Tuscadero almost dies too, but then she doesn't. She just gets, um, some, some mortal wounds. Mortal. Um, Utterly fucking mortal. Also, I'm not sure if you had, like, walked away, not to call you out, but I'm not sure if you had <laughs> walked away to take care of the doggies when this was happening, but he chained her to the bottom of yeah. the elevator shaft. Like, that's pretty creative. Yeah. And then I, I, I think the thing with him, like, switching the wires, like yeah. a fucking child's toy is not real life. No. I'm pretty sure that's not how it works. Um, elevator mechanics? Let us know. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> I, 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 I enjoyed the creativity and also the straightforwardness of this man. He was on a mission as mentally uh, scrambled he may have been. Um, he knew what he was doing um, and he went for it all the way, just like everyone should follow their dreams in 2020. Um, I don't think you should follow these. But unless your dreams don't are follow murder dreams to go on a psychotic rampage directed specifically at women because you have a mommy problem, then maybe make your 2020 dreams <laughs> and goals to find a um, a good therapist. Especially because like he had a laundry list of his lady problems. He was talking about how he didn't like um, he didn't like. Uh, uh, he didn't like how his wife was treating their son and clearly it must have reflected the way that his mom treated him. But then I will say that the one line that I super loved was when he, he puts his face to um, her chest and goes, 
Um, do you hear that? Um, it's your heartbeat. I don't like that your heart's still beating. Uh, and I was like, ew, creepo. I don't yeah, like creepo. that you're still palpitating. Um, and then that, like, weird mask that he had, that was really weird, too. Yeah, it was, like, it was, like, gross. For- <laughs> Sit down. Sit down. <laughs> for, 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 oh, oh, he's trying. You're, like, uh, half off the couch. Good job. Do you, do you want a belly scratchy? Is that what it is? He's like, I think I do, but I'm unsure. Your leg's half up. Yeah. You're you're just you're you're really you're being the diva of this episode, bro. That's fine though. I mean, somebody's got to do it. Am I right? Dogs can always be can be the diva. Um. So who's in your fuck Mary kill bracket? Now that we have the synopsis of the film, that was yeah. extremely bizarre. It was bizarre. Um, At least half of it was new age dance party. It was a lot of dance party. Um. I'm not gonna lie. Um. Excuse me, sir. I'm trying to make a statement here. <laughs> do you have something to say? Do you know who you would fuck Mary Kill for this movie, doggy? <laughs> He's like, nah. Nah. Nah, I just wanted to stand up. I wanted to stand up and huff. <laughs> I don't have food in my hand. Um, okay, so fuck Mary Kill. I would marry I would, I would 100 percent marry Sally, because she's wonderful. Oh yeah. Um I think I would fuck the son because he's attractive. Unfortunately, he didn't age very well, according to Google Images. Oh, no, he do not. Um, but I think he would be the one that I would say, hey, let's have carnal relations. Um, and then uh, who would I kill? I feel like saying that I would kill Richard the killer is uh, too straightforward. Um Honestly, excuse me. <laughs> he excuse went from yelling at you for being my best friend. 36 hours to I told you. I was now like, wanting to be my best friend. Yeah. You're you're a little love nugget whore, aren't you? Um, who would I kill? Who would I kill? You're making me kill time here, is what I'm doing, bruiser. Um Oh, who did I think? Honestly, I think I would kill Sally's friend because she was miserable. Miserable. I would have been. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I would marry Sally. Yeah. She's adorable, she's and wonderful. I would just. I would love to hear her talk to me like this all the time and like tell me about my astrology chart. That yes. Um, yeah. Um. My Virgo rising. Like she would be hilarious. Um. I would probably fuck one of the gay 20 somethings in the club. Uh, yeah. No name. It's too many. There's you too many. Fuck one. It's fine. Fuck one. Um, they're all in like cool, like gothy, cakey makeup. A lot of blush. A lot of blush. Um, it's a lot of premature contouring. Oh my God. Um, yeah. like very sharp contour. Too much. Um, they had a lot of really good fashion. There was. There's a lot of good fashion. There's um, a lot of male makeup as well. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's that. what I'm saying. That was very different for the time. Mm-hmm. Unless you were listening to The Cure. True. And, and then um, I would probably probably kill the son, Derek. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Whatever. Say love you. He was, he was having a whole time while his mom was doing her job on the show. He was ripping up stockings, putting them over his face. <laughs> He's like, Oh! Yeah, like it was. It, you couldn't tell if he was like worshiping his mother, or like was getting some type of sexual gratification out of putting the stocking over his face. It was so intriguing to me because there was no rhyme or reason as to why he did it. Yeah, and there was no explanation as to why. He and did then, it. and then, like we almost think we're gonna find out why he did it, um, but then we don't. 
Um, it's going on my Instagram. Hey. Hey. Good job, buddy. Bruza. <laughs> my new best friends. It only took 36 hours. Yeah. And then and then I'll be gone tomorrow. So what are you going to do then? Just be up my wife's ass again. Just, yeah. Just be super anxiety ridden. I get you. I understand. I understand that life. So that's Fuck, Mary Kill. Um, was there anything about this movie that we haven't discussed already that you found extremely spooky, bitch? <laughs> I think um, I would have to say, like, the kid, like, snipping. Or, I mean, we already discussed it, but, like. The son. The son, Derek, with the stockings. And you're just like. Ah! It, was, <laughs> it was the whole mood. And then he, like, took one dangly <laughs> earring. And he didn't put it on his ear. He put it through the stocking, like, almost where it looked like, like his, his ear, ear hole. Was. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, mother, my pretty. And then he, like, went downstairs like that with weird sunglasses on that looked like somebody from, like, Star Trek. Yeah. Um, reading Rainbow Guy. Yeah. And well, then he's, yeah. like, around the corner about to, like, be surprised, Mom. And then he's, like, hearing how the detective is, like, we think the killer's after you. And he's, like, fuck it. Let me take it all off. So, like, what was going on? And then he took, like, a whole bunch of pills <laughs> I mean, for our conversation earlier, maybe this was on Staten Island and everyone was doing PCP. Everyone was on PCP. <laughs> um, and they were just, like, out of their minds. But, <laughs> and, like, oh, it feels so good. Oh, I've I love never... fabric. I've never felt something like this before. It wasn't even just fabric. It was, like, it looked like it would be... So fucking itchy and probably cost his mom like yeah. 10 to 15 1980s dollars. That, well, that was that was 80s nylon. So yeah. you know that was rough. But he was just like, every single one of my, I can feel every one of my pores. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, ha, ha, ha. Like, and like, oh, this nylon is grating <laughs> against my flesh. Oh. <laughs> I do. I get that they were trying to be like, who's the killer? Maybe, maybe it's him because he used the same type of switchblade to cut up the nylon before he put it on his head. But then it was like, he's not the killer because he was in the hotel room when the first phone call came in. Um, so I don't know, but it was like a whole thing. It was a weird whole thing, especially because at the end he was like, hey, "It me now. Yeah, it me now. <laughs> Are you proud of me, dad? Are you proud of me, dad? It's me now. Especially when he was like, I'm going to kill you and I'm going to take my boy to the Rose Bowl game. And it's like, okay. <laughs> you're just going to suddenly start to be like a dad to your full grown up child, but act like he's a child. Like, are you going to go throw catch or whatever? Very confusing. And then, I am like, confusion. He, yeah, this whole thing was oh, confusion. Oh, look at that. Oh, That's oh. a whole belly. Way oh, to oh. go. He wanted a belly scratch. Yeah, I refuse to give in to that shit. Uh, well, now that I am, he's probably going to be up my ass when we get home later. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be up your behind. <laughs> even though you hated me yesterday and wouldn't even let me come near you and you barked at me like you were scared. Now you're best friends. Isn't that Till the end. The way everything goes in life. The bully yeah. becomes your best friend. And that's not always true. That's not. That's never happened um, to me. I was just spitting bullshit. Um, um, we did Fuck, Mary Kill. Anyway, we did... Spooky Bitch. So here's, here's okay, what I will yeah, say. Give, give me your Spooky Bitch. Is, is it the nylon? Um, is it the 80s nylon? I mean, I will say that, that was a whole mood that I was like, 
this is very specifically homoerotic and I don't know if they realize what they're doing, but this is very specifically a mood. Um, I don't think it was something that crossed their mind. It was super, it's definitely unintentional. It's like, yeah. Oh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2 is gay? What? I don't get it. How? Hey, America, explain. <laughs> oh, L, L, L. Maybe it's all the weird nipple action that's happening. There was a lot of, yeah. Um, and just like licking faces and, oh my God, Bruiser. <laughs> oh, I. I will give you scratchies, but you need to let me talk. Um, nylon. Nylon. Um, the son in general. I didn't know if he was trying to commit suicide at one point. I was very I confused. Know. Um, but I, I, very I appreciated the premise that we knew who the killer was from the beginning, basically, and that that wasn't really the mystery. Yeah. It was more so just like, what the fuck is happening? I need to watch this train wreck happen. And then it just kind of became like shot in Freida, like, oh, we're just going to watch this shit happen. And that's fun too. Like, this was like reality television before it's time yeah it's very mm -hmm. very ahead of itself so that's that that's what i thought was spooky bitch um but Plum overall plumpkins uh, plumpkins um <laughs> not plumpkins oops <laughs> plumpkins how many plumpkins <laughs> i would not give a single plumpkin but i will <laughs> give it uh like i'll give it a poultry 275 Okay. Um, I'm actually. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a three point five. Really? I I thoroughly enjoyed this movie, but it wasn't great enough that I was like, oh, I need to like watch this again sometime soon. Yeah. It was just like now we have a nice like New Year's Eve themed movie. Like, oh, you find it, you watch it, it's whatever. Um, so I'm gonna give it a three point five, especially because of Sally. I love Sally. Oh yeah. Um, I'm not going to change my rating. I already, I already no, you don't have but to. But I would have given it a three had they explained the stocking situation. Just what the fuck was going on? Like, I don't need explanations for anything else. Mm -hmm. Whatsoever. Yeah. Because, what's his name? Dick Sullivan. Yeah. Goes into, like, a lengthy tirade about all the things he hates about women. Oh, a lot of them. A lot. Um, and it was 1980. But there was some type of spin on it that didn't make it completely horrendous to watch. Like, it wasn't like, oh my god, it's the 80s and we hate women. It was like, this man hates women and that's not okay. Yeah. Um, which was good for 1980. Um, was it fantastic? Nah. Um, but it wasn't like, uh, it just like... Um, it wasn't bad. It wasn't, like, anti-feminist. It wasn't, like, disrespectful to women. But um, it was certainly on the verge of that. And, um, like, I do appreciate that the women that got killed um, were of all different races and sizes. Oh, yeah. Um, he did not discriminate. Um, he hates all women equally. He, he hates all women equally, even if he's never met them before. Um and then he just likes to record the noises of them dying. Yeah. Oh, that's what that was? That's what that was. Oh, that's the weird yeah. thing. He was like, okay, get ready. It's the countdown to New Year's Eve. I'm going to stab you now. Ready? And then it's just like, ow, 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 ow. And then he called up the show and like 
would taunt, it would taunt his wife through a harmonica. And that was the, okay, wait. So actually, I do have an issue with this movie that's actually a little bit more far-reaching than I remembered until you just brought it up right now. How did she not realize who she was marrying? Again, it's 1980, but how do you not know that your husband used to be in a mental institution? Yeah. And then he shows no signs of that. I mean, you have a grown child. Which means he's been playing a part for a very long time. For at least 20 years. And he's only snapping now. That's very unrealistic. Um, As a bipolar person, (laughs) it is very unrealistic that he waited 20 years to have a manic episode. Especially if... I can't go 20 minutes without a manic episode. Especially if you had such deep-rooted issues with women. Like, you married a woman, you... You... You boinked a woman to make a baby. Yeah, you made a child with a woman... If you married a woman that reminded you of your mother, then before 20 years, you would have had something that triggered you. So, whatever. They just needed to figure out a premise for this movie, which is, it's New Year's Eve, and somebody's evil! In me. Um, And then, like, at the end, it's like, are we setting it up for a sequel? Who knows? Um, The answer is no. No, I don't think that. I did my homework, I didn't find one, so... Um, New Year's Evil Part 2. Dropping bodies like we drop in this ball. Heyo. Um, Dab on that. I'm assuming in the 1980s it was already a ball. In, in yeah, I think there's always been a ball, right? Yeah, I think so. Maybe it was something else. Unless there they wasn't. Had a ball. Well, neither of us were there. We weren't born yet. <laughs> neither of us were there. Um, so we gave this movie a 6.25 out of 10. IMDB gave it a 4.8. So we're not like too far off. Shout Factory, 4.3 out of 5. But here's the thing. Shout Factory specifically is this audience's bread and butter. So grain of salt there. 14% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know if it's that bad. No, I definitely would have given it like at least a 50. Yeah. You know, right in the middle. Right. And so speaking of right in the middle, our 6.25 out of 10 uh, here comes those Google users loving everything that they uh, rate. They, <laughs> I don't think that's a fair assessment because Google users love everything. Yeah. Um, so they gave it a 73%. So wow. between IMDB and Google, we're smack dab right in the middle. I feel like those are pretty uh, pretty reputable numbers. Yeah, they're, they're pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. This movie was more enjoyable than I expected, and I appreciated that. Um, it was good to end the year off with something that wasn't a complete dumpster fire like Ginger Dead Man or something uh, like that. Leanne literally asked me today if we were going to start doing good movies again. <laughs> oh. And I was like, I mean, Ginger Dead Man it was, was that's bad. not a completely unfounded question. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, 2020 is so when we're going to start doing good movies again. I mean, here's the thing. Our next episode is our one year anniversary. I'm going to have to get the blowers. Um, so there is that, but I mean, either than that, we've talked about what spooky bitch, we've talked about fuck Mary Kill. Um, is that it? I mean, like pumpkins? literally we talked pumpkins? about pumpkins already. I think we're it. This we're was it. like, this was like a speed round, but not in a bad way. Yeah. Lightning um, round. Lightning Ka-chow. Round. Ka-chow. Ka-chow. I mean, <laughs> I guess. Um, recommendations, and then we can have a very short little gay meeting, and then we're done for yeah. the year. For the year, for the decade, technically. Oh shit! But you know, closing this decade out the gay way. Yeah, and bruiser. <laughs>
is just here being a Up your ass. But that's okay, because you're cute. Um, recommendations. Mm -hmm. Um, I started Netflix's Don't Fuck With Cats. Um, heed my warning. It is not for the squeamish. I've had to fast forward a lot. Because there's a lot of ticky talk about animal cruelty, oh, wow. and I'm not about that life. Um, but the other, like, it's so quick that you're able to like see it and, and fast forward through it, and still maintain the bulk of what you're uh, listening to. Mm-hmm. So that's my recommendation for the week. What else was I listening to? Um, I was listening to Crime Beat. There was something else that I listened to that I finished already, and I was, like, bummed out that I finished it. Tori told me to listen to Unwell. I have that saved in my podcast. It's so good. It's so good. She made me listen to it, and I binged it in a day, and it's coming back for season two in 2020. All right. Well, I do have a six-hour car ride home tomorrow. Oh, uh, Rebel Rebel Radio? Radio Rewind. Radio Rewind, I don't know if that is. It's, um, Rain Wilson is a host, and it's a Payne Lindsay. Oh! And they read, like, it's real people reading stories, like, that actually, like, happened to them, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's called, oh, it's actually called Radio Rental, I'm an idiot. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, they talk about the guy who was, like, the, the airplane shoe bomber guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and they talk about the baseline road killer and what else do they talk about? They talk about, like, a lot of people talk about their personal experiences with, like, the paranormal or whatever. So that's really good. I was listening to that. I finished that this week. Um, and I've been binging you from it. So if you listen mm. to any of the... Again, a podcast I've had saved for a very long time and haven't listened to yet. Um, but, like, this is typically the part of the year where I feel like we're so out of the spooky season zone that I have to keep the spook going by listening specifically only to podcast. I know. So I'll probably start doing that. Yeah. Um, Any other recommendations from you? No, that's it. That's all I got for right now. I had a very productive week, so Mm -hmm. I was able to get a lot of work done at work and listen to stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's mine. Any recommendations for you? I mean, yeah. So obviously, number one, uh, Scritchy Scratch, any dog that says, hey, Scritchy Scratch me. Oh, yeah. That's number one on all our lists. Um, So that's what's happening right now. The only reason you're no longer hearing Bruiser be a diva is because I'm currently tickling his belly, and he is loving it. Um, Anyway, (laughs) in terms of actual recommendations, I mean, what did I listen on? I listened on the way up or down to uh, up. Left? Left. It's to Ohio. What did I listen to on the way to Ohio? Um... I listened to, I caught up on My Favorite Murder, which is like, I always talk about that, but um, I listened, I started listening to The Office Ladies, um, which I am a fan of the U.S. office, and um, it's set in Scranton, Pennsylvania, and that's where I went for undergrad to the University of Scranton, so it always, like, holds a special nostalgic little place in my heart, and... um, it's very enjoyable to listen to the, you know, like the inside story of like every single episode. So number one, they have a lot of content to get through, so they don't have to worry about like what they have um, to do for a long time, but also they just like so clearly loved making this show and it's like a whole little family. And I was like five episodes in, they've already talked to Rain Wilson. They've already talked to one of the stunt coordinators 
Um, they talk all the time about themselves and their lives and what they're doing now. And so it's good. But I haven't listened to any other podcasts this week. Um, but um, I've been playing a lot of new Switch games that I got for Christmas. Um, Link's Awakening, the the remake for Switch is really good. So for you, it was Merry Switchmas. Sorry, it, it was it was that, and then like Merry Spookmas because oh, I got a lot yeah. of spooky things. Yeah. Um, not complaining about either. Um, I also have been enjoying Luigi's Mansion thus far. Um, Luigi's Mansion Three. Um, but I don't really have any other recommendations. I mean, I just kind of watch whatever's on the TV because I've been too exhausted from cleaning and cooking and posting with Arthur. We hosted Christmas this year. So I'm excited to go home tomorrow and like hopefully go home to a clean apartment because that's the way I left it. Um, and just like chill for a couple days. Um, and that I think is that, I mean, other than, um, paranormal pansies coming soon, um, hashtag paranormal pansies, hashtag coming soon. Um, just remember that once we let you know, Copulators Die First will be going to bi-weekly so that we can start doing Paranormal Pansies episodes. Um, which will also be bi-weekly. Which will also be bi-weekly. And we'll post the first couple of episodes on Copulators Die First feed just to give you a taste. But then we'll just start posting specifically on the Paranormal Pansies feed because you know that we've already got everything set up because your boy is OCD. Your boy with his mental illness. Hey, yo. <laughs> but I just live it and own it. And that's the way to happiness. So there's that. Um, also, next week is our one year anniversary episode. Potentially it's going to be something. But I mean, it will be something special regardless, but it might be a special format and super special. We'll see what happens. Um, other than that, though, anything else to say before we head out of this? No, uh, you're going to be a guest on Toil and Trouble. Oh my god, I am going to be a guest on Toil and Trouble. Um, I don't know when, but, um, I will be talking with Tori. I don't know where this accent's coming from. It's really bad as well. It's not, like, one specific thing. It's, like, an amalgamation of, like... It's a melting pot accent. Yeah. Um, I'll be talking with Tori about, um... The Exorcism of Emily Rose, the movie, and the true events that they were based on. Um, and then maybe also something else. Who knows? Like, we're just all podcast friends, and that's cool. Um, but either than that, um, just keep listening. We love that you listen. Tell a friend that's your homework for the new year. Um, help us grow. All of our social handles, etc., are on our website, copulatorsdiefirst.com. But you can find us specifically on Twitter at CDFPod and on the Instagrams at copulatorsdiefirstpod. Um, and we haven't really been posting that much over the holidays, but we'll get back in the groove in the 2020 new decade, new us, holler for a dollar, honey boo boo child. Rachakatiki Tata. Um. Happy New Year. Yeah. Stay happy. <laughs> stay healthy. Stay hydrated. And uh, keep on creeping on, pumpkins. Goodbye. Goodbye.